I met Michael Phelps. And at the time he was playing, I guess, a bit online. And I said, hey, man, you're my fucking Michael Phelps. And he was like, you're fucking ruthless. And I was like, this is oh shit. very cool, weird. I don't understand it. Awesome. I'll take it. Thank you. And that was all I said to him, really. Hello, everybody. So glad you're here. It's Crypto Basic on the Casting Couch, upping your ear. I'm here. My name is Brent Philbin, and I'm joined by Adam Levy. He's been he's been knocking on the door of the host role for almost a month now, and I think it's time to get this sexual frustration cleared out of the air here. So we have decided to have a little casting couch. This is not going to be too heavy on the crypto content. Actually, there's going to be a lot of crypto content, but it's not going to be hard-hitting analysis like you're used to seeing from us. This is going to be a lot of just me asking Adam some questions, seeing what he has for answers, and then letting the people decide as to whether having him on the show is a uh, is a cool experience or not. It's going to follow the rough outline of our 101 episodes. We're not going to call this the Adam 101, but we'll we'll kind of follow that format. Adam hasn't seen any of the questions that I'm about to ask him. Full disclosure. So I don't know what he, I don't know what he's going to say. He might throw me a curveball here and there. I have some ideas where some of this is going to go. So speaking of Adam, welcome to the show. You ready for this? Uh, not really. <laughs> I didn't think so. Um, so listen, when we do our 101 episodes, the first thing we do is talk about our biases, which we're not going to talk about. But the second thing we do is we talk about history. So when we talk about history, that's just kind of going to be you telling us about who you were before you got into crypto. And then we're going to have a specific section about like your origins into cryptocurrency. So like who, what's going, what, what is Adam? Who is Adam? Who is O-Man even? Oh man, that is a long answer. Adam Levy, been a poker player for a long bit now. Probably since I started playing in 2003, currently residing in LA. It's my favorite city that I've encountered to live. So much going on. And uh, yeah, actually, I know Brent from when I used to play Magic the Gathering. Magic the Gathering. Yeah, super cool. Super cool. It's about as cool as it gets. It's That was like, honestly, longer than poker, probably oh, close to 20 years at this point. Maybe even longer than that. Yeah. Something like that. Yes, I've known him for a long ass time. He happened to start getting into crypto with Michael Lockie and Kareem. And it- I feel like you're talking about my history here. We, this isn't my history. We're talking about you. All right, listen, I'm going to give you. Yeah, but it happened in our group chat. That Oh, you're right. That's what Damn I was it. getting at. I was, I was saying, All right, we were going there. I'm sorry. I'd say that during when things were kind of getting a little out of hand in 2017, probably the third or fourth quarter of 2017, we it was a chat for all of our old friends to just talk about magic and maybe some fantasy football and whatever. But then at some point, crypto just became the hot topic. You know that there should be a podcast that there isn't good content. And then Brent kind of went with it and they just championed it. And now they're what, 170 some odd episodes later. Yeah, I think this is going to be episode 173, 
172, something like that. It depends on which and how quickly we release it. So yeah, that didn't, it wasn't really my thing, but it was a kind of just a Discord chat that kind of turned into spurn this whole thing, which I think was cool. It spurned our love for Discord also. So Adam's being a little bit humble there. Adam, it was a significantly more famous poker player than the rest of us. Uh, he has a blue check mark on Twitter. So that is, <laughs> those. they don't just hand those out to anybody anymore. So that's a real badge of honor. He's been on ESPN multiple times, back-to-back top 15 finishes at the World Series of Poker main event. Now, it was 12th and 48th. Brent did not do his own research as much, as well as he should have. But Did 48th pay out more than 12th? Because it was like that year that it was the massive drop-off? No, but 12th paid 300 k less than the year before, <laughs> which is Jeez. insane. I knew there was a drop-off. Yeah. Brutal. But yeah, I'm also the uh, Queen 10 guy. Yes. Phil Helmuth. So I'm, I'm the Queen 10 guy. If you're a poker guy, look up Phil Helmuth. He blows he blows up all the time. Even if you're not a poker guy, this guy cries at a poker table all the time. He very famously cried about Adam for uh, for no reason. And uh, the announcer said he was from Florida or someplace stupid. You even ran into him later, and he was like, oh, you're the Queen 10 guy. <laughs> I mean, uh, we, were, we were both on the same poker site for a bit, and they, they would throw these parties in Aruba at his penthouse, and he would just buy bottles of Dom for everyone. He's actually a pretty uh, nice guy, I guess, off the uh, off the felt, but he can't really control himself on it. Yeah, one is there anything? Is there anyone like him in crypto where they're kind of like probably nice behind closed doors, but they're a super dick in front of everybody? For some reason, I thought Roger Ver. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that guy is like really nice to everybody and fun to hang out with, and then he yells at people if they say Bcash too much. I'm not really sure. Look, I remember when we're talking about your crypto history, I remember you coming up to our friend Steven and myself when we were living together in Florida. You said, guys, I'm putting my net worth into this thing called Ethereum. You should do it too. Or like some percentage of your net worth or whatever you said. Do you remember what the price was of Ethereum at the time? I didn't really put that much into it, actually. Um, I think it was like three or $4,000. It was maybe seven bucks or well, funny enough, when I wanted to get into it, it was like 350. And then by the time that Coinbase gave me the authorization to deposit, it had doubled to seven dollars. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen, it had doubled all the way to seven dollars. And uh, and and now we're in the massive bear market and it's at 170 or whatever it is. Yeah. Things got things got trickier though because the whole DAO hack, and then all of a sudden I was like, ah, I I just I don't know what to do with any of this. I don't know what the hell this is. I just thought it was a good investment, and then it just was like, well, now I don't even know what the just it, being hands off is fine, but just you should at least understand what your, your the tech is and how it works and how to actually use the tech when need when needed to but like if you want to l- trade long or trade short do whatever that's totally cool but yeah i was trying to just i understand the tech i just want to not use it at all and I, for a while i was just having friends that were um like i'd be like hey what should i do and just, <laughs> yeah and they were after a while they were like figure it out yeah, they got sick of it. They're like, dude, you should listen to the Crypto Basic podcast. That's what they told you. They were like, you need to learn from these guys. They really know their shit. Yes, that's that's <laughs> what happened. So I also remember, you know, as we're coming up in this, you were the you were in like a chat or something where you were getting all these great coin ideas. 
And so many of the coins that I researched in the beginning were you telling me, hey, you should look into this coin. And I'm like, well, what's it do? You're like, I don't know what it does, but you should look into it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that sometimes my uh, reading is I am ADD. I think sometimes things can get like, I'll read it and be like, I understand these words, but I don't understand what it's saying. If it makes sense. And I think with crypto, it kind of makes sense where you're just like hearing interoperable and and block all these words that you're, I kind of understand what blockchain is. I kind of understand what this is. I kind of understand what proof of work is. And it's just, it's a lot of jargon all at once. It's not something that you can really physically see. It can be hard to really conceptualize or understand, but as long as you could kind of understand the, the core concepts, I thought that it was, I, I like understood what it was trying to do, if that makes sense. You could see that it was going to kind of change the world-ish, but you don't know how to program it. It's kind of the same way we feel. Like we, we get it, but I can't tell you how to run a function or run a node or anything like that. I don't, I don't have that computer programming knowledge. So most of the time I'm relying on programmers to tell me what is good and what is not good. So hope that's the beauty of open source. Like there's people who can examine this and decide whether it's good or or it isn't. So, so the whole, what I was going to say was a lot of it was eye test, if that makes sense. Because if the marketing checks out, the team checks out, you can somewhat 75% understand it. I felt like at the time there were a lot of good coins coming out and it was just, you could garner enough info to make a calculated, a calculated risk, take a calculated risk in some of these coins. Yeah, which which we did. Some paid off, some didn't, and we're we we're in the position that we're in here, where you know I I still think I'm up on some of the ICO projects that I invested in back right when we were going crazy with it, but for the most part got crushed because I bought every dip. But yes, but luckily you 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 got in a little earlier than I did, so that probably offset. Now I'm asking you about like if you had any weird pseudo celebrity moments you know i know you were hanging out with all kinds of reality stars and you got on a show similar to punked at one point that was like poker related what was like the craziest weirdest i don't know fan that came up to you or something like that i guess it kind of blurs together a little bit but i definitely took some pictures there i remember after the 2000 10 main event i took a picture with this girl who like this like seven-year-old girl who was obsessed with poker and i had to seven yeah and she was with oh, her no. dad and i had to sign her uh her shirt so that she she was like really rooting for me i guess also i guess i'm kind of lowballing here slow rolling a little bit i met michael phelps and at the time he was playing i guess a bit online and i said hey man you're my fucking Michael Phelps. And he was like, you're fucking ruthless. And I was like, this is oh shit. very cool, weird. I don't understand it. Awesome. I'll take it. Thank you. And that was all I said to him, really. And then we went on about our business. But it was pretty cool. You got recognized by Michael Phelps. That is a pretty that is a pretty big claim to fame. One of the most famous people on planet Earth was like, I know you, bro, before you'd even met him. So that's pretty sick. Yep. That, I think that qualifies. All right. So that's that's the history part. We got past the history section. Next up, we normally do the rapid fire. So what I'm actually going to do to you is just start asking you about some people. And and you're just going to kind of tell me what comes to your mind when I ask you about these people. All right? Okay. Is that It doesn't have to be long. It can just be a quick, you know, 30-second explanation. But who do you think 
is Satoshi Nakamoto. Uh, very early on, I thought it was Craig Wright because I had no idea what was going on. This guy was just on TV saying, I'm Satoshi. I think it was Hal <laughs> Finney and uh, maybe Nick Zabo. Oh, I believe I kind of just believe that Satoshi died. They were saying that he had a disease or something and he deteriorated and that was that. I think it's it is probable that um Satoshi could have passed away. He could be he could be Nick Zabo. There there's a few people that he could be, or he could be all of them. You know, like the there could have been more than one person that is Satoshi. We don't know. Um definitely. I can say it's probably not Craig Wright though. <laughs> and uh anyway. Next up on our list of what do you think of these people or what do you know about what do you think about these people like about these people anything? Uh, give me some rapid fire on Vitalik. Uh, he is the reason that I got into blockchain. I've had these moments in my life where I just don't know a person exists, and then I find out, or a thing exists, and I find it out. Find out that like what have I been missing out on all this time? And that's kind of how I felt when I saw Tali talk for the first time and learned about Ethereum. And I was like, how is this? This is what happens when you have the internet for people to grow up on and kind of straight away. I'd love to know more of the history about, or you know, just his early childhood or something. And He's still his child. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's only like 24 at this point. Yeah, the, his early childhood was, he developed the theory. And then he went to Waterloo. Uh, University of Waterloo, which is one of the most coveted math universities, I think, in North America. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's a crazy dude. I definitely love hearing him speak. I wish he liked Charles more and they liked each other. And have you seen the Vitalik clapping video? Someone made it into a little video, like a singing. It was like Vitalik yeah. clapping, Vitalik clapping, clapping, clapping. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely he's definitely a nerd, you know. He's definitely yep. just got his things that he likes. Like when he did the Naval interview, did you see that? I don't think so. He It was during TechCrunch and he came out with a cat shirt that had UFOs on it that were flying saucers that were shooting lasers. And then there was this massive cat that was just in there. I, I, we could, maybe you'll have to find it in the show notes. But it, it, and and it, it also looked like he had just rolled out of bed and he had hat, he had a bed head, you know, and his hair was just like a little up. And I was like, this guy is such a boss. He's the keynote speaker of TechCrunch or some shit with Naval. And he's just like, I don't, I'm, I'm wearing this cat shirt. Yeah. I mean, you got to respect that. Speaking of respect, next up on our rapid fire list. CZ, I'm not even going to, again, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name, CZ. I'm very sorry. I hope CZ is okay to just call you that. But what do you think of, uh, what do you think of CZ? I'm, I don't know as much about him as the, uh, you know, Vitalik or who I think Satoshi is. But it seems like he's kind of come out uh, with Binance around that time when podcast kind of materialize he's made a lot of very good decisions it seems as though binance has just been the the one that's been consistently on the rise and now they're actually uh, very fast very quickly seemingly out of nowhere and now they're trying to you know expand into singapore and argentina go global within three years binance i agree with you has been making a lot of good decisions got a lot of respect for that man CZ right there. Next up, and, and some of these are like going to be disqualifiers depending on how you answer them. So, so be very careful. What do you think about Charles Hoskinson? Uh, a mixed bag. 
Because sometimes it seems like he just kind of gets a little, his ego flares up, which is a common thing with uh, nerds. I can go into that at length, including me. I've definitely done it in the past, but you basically just attach your all a lot of your worth to your, your intelligence. And sometimes when you feel like being, uh, you're being slighted or, or so insulted or something, your intelligence is being insulted, things flare up. Aside from that, he seems very, um, sorry, we had a beep and it kind of distracted me. (laughs) Okay, so for the folks at home, the wind is literally setting off Adam's alarm at his house. So it blows a little bit too hard. Yeah. And it goes, front door open. Yeah. So uh, I'd say that he's very informative. They have gone out of their way. I've watched the whiteboard or the, the white. Yes, yeah. the whiteboard video. That video was great. Yeah, and, and it's great, but also there's a lot of information, but there isn't much product yet, and that's fine because it seems like he's always been going for the long haul. But uh, I'd like to see a little more proof than there is. But overall, I think uh, it's a uh, he's he's a guy he's a good guy who's kind of trying to be as visible as possible and do as as many interviews as as he can, which I can respect because generally if you're trying to hide something, it's incredibly hard to hide something when you're doing so many interviews. Yeah. If you're in everybody's face with regard to wanting to see more proof, I will say the proof is actually what they have. They don't have the product. The, they've spent all their time proving the product can work, which is why they've been getting all the peer review and have so many research papers published. So uh, it's just a different approach than the uh, the normal tech entrepreneur throw it out there and iterate it until it works. They're taking a more nuanced approach because this is money or uh, you know blockchain that we're talking about. It's not you know your your startup down the street in uh, Venice Beach. All right, we're changing gears a little bit. Tell me what you think about Carlos Matos. I think he provided such entertainment for us. But unfortunately, he's just a patsy and it sucks. That's that's kind of what happened, you know, because do you know what his current job is? Uh, is, is he like a life motivator or something? A life coach? The word life is involved. He is a, uh, a representative for Herbalife. Oh, come on. <laughs> he can't make this shit up. He still posts on his Twitter. He still starts off his videos with hey, hey, hey. And goes forward and talks about Herbalife rather than crypto, which is pretty hilarious. Um, so uh, yet love, love, love his accidental comedy hate that he tried to scam, help scam everybody. I'm in agreement on that. All right. Throwing in a couple of curveballs past our boy Carlos Matos. What do you think of the crypto lark? I've watched a few videos of his. Seems like a decent guy seems like he has a nice voice i know i know that's a weird way to put it but i guess when it comes to youtubers that's an important thing i haven't had any issues with him when i've watched his vids and i haven't watched in a while but you know yeah he's just a nice guy saw a emerging market and decided to do videos about it yep i i only asked you about that because the first crypto lark video i saw is because you sent it to me you know i ended up Losing a lot of respect for him when he did a BitConnect video and did not make any assertions that it was a scam. So, and it was well into the period of we know this is a scam. Yeah. So he's he's just out there making sure he doesn't say anything negative, which 
I, I don't personally agree with, but I can see how that can make you money. Last but not least, this one a little bit near and dear to some of our hearts. What do you think about Doug Polk? Uh, he's also another person who saw an opportunity, harnessed the market, or, or was able to, you know, grab hold of a. He saw the the pot at the end, you know, the uh, end of the tunnel. Or I'm I'm just. <laughs> you are totally mixing up I know, idioms here. I know. The light at the end of the pot of gold at the end of the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. There you go. I think he he had a, he saw that poker was going to come back in a few years, and he kind of committed to that. And as that was happening, he started realizing he was gaining a presence, then pivoted into crypto, which also makes sense. And he's done a good job of being a just a truther, you know, making sure that, you know, being on the right side of, you know, right and wrong for the most part. All right. We're shifting gears again. We're going outside of people and we're going to talk about projects. Now, these projects are going to be a little bit uh, random listeners. You might know where they came from. Uh, just go ahead and tell me what you think about these just super quick rapid fires I throw them at you. A Bitcoin. A solid. All right. Bitcoin private. Brent blowing it. <laughs> All right. What about uh, Stellar? Fine. Just Stellar is fine. All right. Just, uh, but, I mean, yeah, maybe I'm a little out of it, but I've, I haven't really had any issues with it. No, I like it. It's strictly better ripple, in my opinion. Uh, Nano. Some bad luck, but seems like a good coin overall. Would you prefer Neo or Gas? You can't have one without the other. Trick question. We can have one without the other. I mean, you get you you get Gas from Neo. You can still buy Gas. I mean, itself I Gas, sure, but. All right. What about what about Icon? See, that's one of those that are the coins that it got very hyped up in the poker world. To the point of seeming everyone seeming like a shit. Like it was just a topic of conversation for a bit. I can't tell if it's the real deal or inflated until the market kind of starts rebounding and we'll see kind of where the money flows, I guess. Yeah, maybe you can't, but I can. Uh, you pun. <laughs> uh, what, all right. We already touched on this one, but what about Cardano? Uh, I like it. I really think that it is the most extensive. And, and seems like it was most peer reviewed out of all the coins that I have encountered. It's very easy to have a great roadmap, but it's hard to execute. So that's why it's kind of, uh, I, I like it. I love it if they can actually execute everything that they're saying, but I'm skeptical that they will. It could even be a boat. All right. Ethereum. You know, if Bitcoin's a king, Ethereum's the prince just hanging in the, you know, chilling in the court. Who would the princess be? Maybe Litecoin. <laughs> oh, sorry, Charlie. All right. What about Dash? I really don't. You know, it's funny because I listen to your Dash 101 and I still don't really. Dash is just a private coin, right? But nah, I mean, there's more to it. They're the first. Like, you're talking about treasuries. Now. Yeah, yeah. I just have never really done much research regarding Dash, even though it, it as far as Our I can tell, on it, it seems like a good, uh, a good coin. All right. What about Dragon Chain? I like that one. I got involved somewhat. Doesn't seem too good right now. But the thing is, is that during the, you know, this this bear market, it's hard to gauge a lot of things because a, I'd say a lot of companies are just like, they're, 
they're they're just trying not to go broke uh, because they're probably way too invested in, in in crypto as well. So, and then once they kind of were able to do that, that's when they got to work and started uh, making moves again. And I just really haven't, I really haven't thought about those coins that are kind of third or fourth, maybe fifth generation coins, if that makes sense, that that were towards the end of the bull run. That's our pop. Well, if you haven't caught on, I'm basically just listing off our portfolios from the portfolio challenge. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And we're on mics right now. So I don't know what's going on with the rest of these. Uh, Neblio. What do you think about Neblio? No shit. What about costs? I, I actually did open an account on there for like a week. All right. Open an account and for a week. That's I'll, not a rousing. Then I just was like, I'm good. This is too much. All right. What about Divix? Don't, nope. Nope. All right. So, all right. We didn't know a few of Mike's coins. That's fine. That was his strategy in the uh, in the selection process. Kareem mashed all of us. Um, so, f- since we just talked about our old portfolios... If you had to pick a portfolio of five coins, I know I'm sure, I'm sure you have more than five coins today, but if you're just picking five that you have to buy, not touch for five years, which ones you throwing in there? Uh, probably Ethereum, Bitcoin, Engine, Maker. Maker? The fifth one maybe could be kind of, it seems like it's been kind of come out of nowhere almost and just been chilling. Man, the fifth coin I think could be very random there's all these coins out there that i'd probably go deep on that fifth one to be honest keep it kind of consistent and then maybe i'd look into something like bloom or aragon i don't know is bloom still uh, bloom was the one that was trying to fix credit yeah it's still around and you know i i i think that towards i'd hope that a lot of these coins they understood that there was going to be this was not going to towards that at least when Bloom ICO'd, I think, in early January 2018. <laughs> you know, that, that's got to be rough for them. But Yeah, that I, is not the time you want ICO. I assume they realized that it was going to be, you know, this wasn't going to be. I, I would hope that some of the more organized coins didn't did not think this was going to last forever, you know. And they expect that. We'll end up doing a Bloom 101, see where they're at. Yeah. Just in honor of Adam's fifth coin. Okay. So now we're moving on to a little section I like to call either or. And this is no longer following our 101s. I thought I was going to, but I gave up on it. So um, I'm just going to ask you which of the which of the two things you want and get a little explanation from you as to why. Uh, so we're going to start it off with, would you rather have bionic arms or bionic legs? Probably bionic legs just because you go faster. All right. going fa- All right. Tron or Verge? I guess I'd take Tron. Tron lover up in here. All right. Uh, When you put the toilet paper roll on the stand or on the thing, do do you put the toilet paper over or under? What? Yeah, where does the roll come from? It comes from over. Over. All right, good. You're not crazy. That's that's good to know. Uh, Bitcoin SV or Bitcoin Cash? Bitcoin Cash. I I would think uh, some. It's like Roger Ver or. Craig Wright, yeah, I'll take Roger Ver. All right, Jordan or LeBron? I think I gotta go LeBron. Yeah, of course you do. L.A. baby. If you you could have one of the following superpowers, which one do you want? You can eat anything that you want, and it is the perfect nutrition for your body, 
or you only have to sleep one hour every day and be perfectly fully rested. Oh, shit. These are good because I thought for sure it was going to be eat. I mean, the one hour every day has got to be pretty amazing. That, I, that basically doubles your life, right? Adds 33% to your life or 66 I don't know. I'm doing bad math. It's late. 50%. Yeah, sure. Yeah, something like that. You, you get a lot of extra life. All right. So this is a question that that was asked of all of us in a mailbag, and I remember, and I remember Kareem's answer. I don't know if you heard that episode, but how many fourth graders do you think you could take in a fight, and what's your strategy? Seven to nine. And my strategy would probably just be a lot of 1920s kind of fighting where you're just just swinging around your arm, like put them up, and you're just kind of trying to connect on, with your legs to <laughs> a little bit, maybe kind of. Uh, Street Fighter, Ryu, Hurricane kicking. <laughs> so your strategy is the Street Fighter, Hurricane kick eight fourth graders. Yeah, I mean, the that, that you got you got to be able to cover. You got all, you know, or else they're going to get in. You got to be moving fast. I can't remember how many Kareem said he could do, but his strategy was to pick up one of the fourth graders and use it as a weapon against the others and hit them with the first fourth grader. Sure. So Kareem's pretty sadistic. All right. Next, what conspiracy theory do you believe? Berenstain. Baron, yeah, Berenstain Bears. That's the one. Well, that's not very expl- explanatory. The Mandela tell effect. Me what, just, just, what is the Mandela effect? That apparently uh, uh, Mandela effect is definitely some tinfoil shit where they believe that Nelson Mandela died a decade ago or something. Or died a while back, but he was still alive. He recently died, but he they, people believed he died like 10 to 15 years ago or something. And they witnessed it. And then when you go deeper into it, they start thinking that it's a, we're in a parallel universe and we forked off somehow. I have had too many conversations with people saying that it was Berenstain Bears. And and it's Berenstain Bears. I've never heard a last name Berenstain ever anywhere. So that's the Bernstein Bears. Okay, when you were a kid, your your teachers were just mispronouncing it, and you couldn't read it yourself because they were reading it to you and like showing you the pictures to the class, right? Uh, what do you mean I could read it myself? I was five years old. We're not talking about two year olds. It was y- like you read it and you were like, "Fuck yeah, let's go!" And like, no, gr- you know, like I love these bears. They're the shit. And and it was a. They were my favorite book growing up. We're not talking about some book that I idly just kind of like red and maybe over the years it could have forgotten or something. This was very vividly in my brain. And there were too many people that we talked about with and we would not have fucked this up. That's the only reason why I'm so gung ho about it because it happened to be one of my favorite games or my favorite books. There were how many people in your life would you say had the last five letters of their name as Steen? A lot. Yeah. You don't see a correlation there. Maybe look that, there's more to this. So, listeners, this Berenstein Bears thing isn't the only one. Think about that scene in Risky Business with Tom Cruise. He's sliding around in his underwear and the button-up shirt with the sunglasses on, singing. He didn't have sunglasses on, people. Mind blown. Go look it up. No sunglasses in that scene. Parallel universe. That's what's happening right now. All right. All right. We're moving on. We've got a couple more of these questions left, then we're going to wrap it up. What's your favorite smell? Actually, the, uh, I really enjoy the smell of new cracked magic cards. Just got a, the cardboard freshness. Uh, it's uh, 
very unique. There's probably something really toxic in that smell for like whatever they use to preserve the cards, but I agree with you. Yeah. Kraken, if you haven't ever cracked a pack of magic cards, go spend $6 on one. I think they actually changed it over the years, so maybe it's not toxic anymore. That's true. Maybe they they went green. But it still smells good. I'm going to leave you with the last one, which is very simple. Tell us a story. Any story that you want to tell us. Tell the listeners a little story about you. Funny, not funny. Embarrassing, not embarrassing. Anything you'd like. That's a tough question because I think you need to narrow it down with a, give me a section, a subject. I hadn't thought about a subject and it's not like I'm trying to get you to tell a specific story. Say, tell us the, do you know the first time you learned about what Bitcoin was? I I do have a story, I guess, about Bitcoin actually. There we go. So I, the first Bitcoin I ever had was because I invested in a poker player. He went deep in the main event, the World Series main event. And he had a gambling problem and I stupidly just flew out of the world, you know, Vegas and was like, I'll get it from you when I get back or whatever. And oh, no. Yeah, it was it was only $1,500. I mean, granted, it's still a good amount of money, but it, like, you know, it wasn't like he won the main event or anything. When I got back, uh, he didn't really have it and months went by and I, he's like, I'm going to get it to you eventually. And then I was actually at a magic tournament randomly. And he calls me and he's like, hey, do you know Bitcoin? And I was—I remember saying, yeah, uh, I know about it. Yeah, what about it? And he's, could you open a Coinbase account? I'm going to send you Bitcoin. And this is when Bitcoin was 1,000 in probably 2015 or something, 2014 maybe. Nice. So he sent me it, just kind of set up a very almost a password like one, two, three, you know, just kind of because I was playing in the middle of a ma- of a match of magic. And he called me and I knew I had to pick this up because I wasn't going to if he's calling me, you can't, it, you can't miss those yeah, calls. It's, it's money. And I'm just like on my mobile phone, just like, all right, like setting it up, you know, no, no security or anything. Uh, the next day, he just sends me a text. The Chinese banned Bitcoin, sell, sell, sell. And I'm like, what? I, I don't know. What the hell? Huh? <laughs> And then a few days later, <laughs> it, it went down, and it went from one thousand to like six hundred. A few days later, and then after that, I guess um, because my uh, it was such I like never really changed the password or anything. It, they ended up uh, hacking it and, or getting into my account and taking all the transferring out of my account. I lost fifteen hundred dollars. Actually, it's probably like seventy five hundred dollars worth of wow. Bitcoin now. So you made you made an account with some dumb password and it got hacked and Coinbase didn't reimburse you for the hack. No, they they didn't even respond. Man, fuck Coinbase, man. They're well. They're I mean, so- what could you do back then? It, it was it was definitely Wild West kind of thing, where what uh, it's kind of on me for not having a good password. Or I'm sure there was two factor then. You you know. Yeah, but they didn't even bother to at like respond to you. I don't know. Same thing with me. Like they they banned me for a dumb for a legitimate reason, but a reason that was provable that I didn't live in Cuba and they never unbanned me. So much as we can see them doing some right things in the space, I see them doing a lot of wrong things too. So did you ever get access back to that account or did you have to make a new one? Uh I have no idea. I'm pretty sure uh <laughs> like I, I honestly don't know. Uh, yeah. Because, because you have to understand, after that, I didn't use Bitcoin for 
like two or three years. It, it honestly might have been 2013. I really, it was a long time ago. Whenever it hit a thousand, and then just dipped because China banned it. And I, was, uh, yeah, I, I have no idea when it was exactly. And after that, my I was I was very skeptical. That's probably why I never really bought. Um, well, the reason why I never bought Bitcoin prior was because I didn't look at the signs that you see, that you get on social media, that you get on the internet, that you get through people talking about shit. And if you can pick up on those signs, you can make some money. But I just was stubborn and kept just saying, ah, I missed it. It's 30 bucks now. About, uh, too late. You know, and you did the same thing. Oh, yeah. My first, I looked it up. My first time that I Googled what, I think I Googled what are Bitcoins or something like that in like 2012, yeah. 2013. And it was somewhere around 20. I told Colin, my business partner now at the time, I'm like, hey, this Bitcoin thing looks pretty cool. We should buy a Bitcoin miner. They're like $1,000. And he was like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, okay. And I remember it was $22 a coin. And he's like, well, can it go higher than that? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know anything about it. And I just dropped it. Enough people told me I was stupid when I brought it up that I never looked into it. And that's what I get. Yeah. And uh, the, the thing about it, about making that mistake of not realizing it, is that it the next time that situation rolled around, it happened with Hearthstone where because I happen to see our magic playing buds starting to play Hearthstone, I decided to invest in Activision when Activision was at 18 and it peaked at 80 uh, last year. And because I did that and like trusted in myself, I was ready to invest in Ethereum. So if, if I hadn't have gotten screwed on Bitcoin, and uh, which led me to Activision, which then led me to Ethereum, you know, it's kind of funny how that all works. Is it, that's interesting. Did, has Activision stayed? They're at forty-five. The opportunity to you know to get out at eighty has left the building. Yeah, I, I imagine Magic Online is hurting Hearthstone a little bit. So or an arena, Magic yeah. arena, yeah. Anyway, I mean that's kind of that's kind of it. That was like what I just came up with. Whatever little questions, I wasn't really ready for this. Kareem being here might have been funny, but he wasn't. Because we did this at night, and Kareem doesn't stay awake past the hour of like nine p.m. So, and and that's his time. So you know, they he can't join us if we do any night recordings. That's just that's just outside the realm of possibility. Do you remember the first time you met Kareem? Was it at your house where we played uh, some game? Maybe I don't know. I I just I, it, it's possible you had like some weird meeting where you were like you're the Kareem because I'm sure like I'd mentioned him before. I, I think like I might have met him before, but uh, I'd not. I just knew that you guys were very good. He, and um, what, do you remember the first time you met Mike? No, but that's probably a fuck ton of time, like long time ago. <laughs> if you're 20 years ago, he's probably 18 years ago or something. Yeah. I, and really, we probably physically met like 20 years ago, but we were talking on IRC chats. I don't know, another five, six years before that even. I, I might have. I think I was like 12 or 13 when we were in the – not IRC. Yeah, IRC. No, it was IRC. 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 ICQ. Something like that. IRC. It, yeah. It's it was definitely IRC. crazy how um, the, the IRC is something that it's, – it's like group chats. I mean, they're called chat rooms, but it's just kind of hilarious how it kind of things kind of repeat itself, but in different, in slightly different forms. And yeah, they evolve because of of specifically IRC. There's, uh, I think it was a helpful place for people to let out their ideas and kind of collaborate. It was really interesting. Yeah, we used to play. We used to talk about magic on there, and and 
we were i don't know we were, there was all kinds of fun stuff on irc and now we're on discord so nothing's changed we just made it look exactly so speaking of which if you want to join our discord make sure to pop on over to our website there's a giant red button at the end of every single episode show notes that says join the discord there's a button over in the left corner and there's a little picture that you can do you click on to join the discord as well we're in there chatting it up all the time we've got some real high-end members of that discord so join it and and uh, get your get your value there. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of people in that chat that are uh, like I'm not kidding when I say high high quality people. Crypto Candor's in there commenting all the time. Uh, Anthony Lusardi. Um, we have members of the ZenCash team in there. All kinds of cool people. So check us out on Discord. You, you got any closing thoughts here? Any uh, soliloquies? Anything you want to say? This is kind of like your interview. Uh, we like I interviewed you. That was weird. But we did it, and we made it through. I'd say that this was a pretty good casting couch, and I think that we could do some interesting things in this podcast. And we're in a – I mean, this is going to be a a fun time if if this stays around for a few years because I think this next bull is going to be a mega one. The listeners aren't going to know this because obviously we don't say it on air, but I will say that Adam coming aboard has reinvigorated at least me a little bit. Um, He's brought a new fresh perspective and he's like, look guys, you built this amazing thing. Let's keep it going. Cause obviously the, uh, the bold market or the bear market kind of had everybody down for a bit there, but, but he's got some real good encouraging words in the back end. And as you've already noticed, we've got our, our um, we're on YouTube now we're, it's not our faces, but we do put out the stuff on YouTube. So if you want to listen that way, as opposed to wherever you get your podcast, that's fine. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, help us out there, and we'll start putting out some video content if we actually get those subscriber numbers up. So um, right now, our, our, our subscriber numbers are probably at about one percent. I think we have like three hundred su- subscribers on YouTube versus our actual listeners on the podcast, but we're still growing. Uh, basically, uh, our our kind of if we do make any profit, which we haven't yet, but if and when we do, we plan to reinvest that into the podcast and continue to grow it. And you'll notice Adam sounds a lot better on this episode. So, you know, investment right there. We went ahead and got him a mic. So it's a, it's a it, big upgrade. So stick around and uh, let us know what you think. And remember, we're not financial advisors. Anything we say is for entertainment purposes only in case you missed it when I was asking about bionic arms or bionic legs or how many fourth graders he could beat up. That was not real. Um, <laughs> this is we're, we're idiots. We're just out here talking about crypto. We, we, we said it in this episode. We don't know. We can't code. We don't know what this stuff is. We're just here trying to make sense of it for all of you and have you come along on this ride for everybody. So that's it. Uh, that That's my closing sentence. You, uh, I don't know, sign us off. Do, say, say bye. Do something. I don't know been brent philbin and me adam levy for crypto basic casting couch and we'll see you on the next one <laughs> see you.